All right, here I am reporting from over the road. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, here we go. The 7th of February, 2022. We're definitely not recording at the house, I can assure you. We are actually in the truck. The computer crashed, and I lost everything I did, and I didn't have time to redo it all. So we get this makeshift recording. So we'll see how it does. Uh, I'm sure it'll be... Fine, maybe. So if it doesn't sound as good as it normally does, just give me a break on this one, way. Because, well, it just doesn't. So let's go to the news. By the way, you know, I had this really great thing I was talking about, and it just all fell apart. You know? So... FMCSA says egregiously non-compliant Texas trucking company must immediately cease operations. Let's see who it is. Bear with me. I'm using the iPhone for all this now. Uh, of course. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, of course. Why would it? Usually I have all this stuff open right in front of me. And there we go. All right. FMSCA says egregiously non-compliant Texas trucking company must complete must cease operations. So Adversity Transport was issued a federal out-of-service order on January 25th, forbidding the company to operate on intrastate or interstate. Interstate, in case you don't know, is within the state, and interstate is all the states. So if you have one intrastate license, you can only drive in your state. That's what that means. A lot of people get them confused. So it says they got a roadside safety problems and a bunch of other issues. And so if you're working for that company, it looks like you're out of work. Lovely. Uh, Canadian Convoy says they have enough money to protest for four more years. But we're going to talk about that a lot today. There's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth on the Canadian Ottawa thing and. Quite honestly, I don't know what to believe. Some people will say it's, you know, it's all good. They're protesting for their rights. Other, I was looking at the truck. I saw some lights flashing. I'm just sitting here with a truck idling. It's cold outside. Anyway, God, I hope this sounds all right. Even though I'm kind of ranting. So they raised like, I don't know, it was quite a few millions of dollars. Kind of makes me wonder where the money came from, but anyway, they did it through GoFundMe. Now, there's issues with that because GoFundMe, 
Now, they, these guys say they can park for four years. Well, I can't imagine a driver sitting that long. It drive me crazy. But anyway, they went through GoFundMe. And GoFundMe decided that they violated their terms of service, whatever that was. And they said that the money collected would be used for other charitable organizations. And then, you know, which just brought down a slew of lawsuit threats and all kinds of other issues. And, you know, whether you're for or against the the protests, which I'm not even sure what it's all about at this point, you know, since I'm not there and I'm not Canadian, so I don't want to take one side or the other. But the GoFundMe thing is kind of ruthless because if you donated to something and then they use that money for something else, rather than what you donated it for, that's theft, right? I mean, how could it not be? So GoFundMe is going to have some issues in the near future. You know, why are they doing this? I have no idea. I just think it's kind of stupid. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Now, there's other people that are saying that the drivers are protesting because of the vaccine. Then there's other people that are upset because... A bunch of the people, you get a big, huge group like this. There's always a few bad apples. Some of them, you know, they uh, raided a, a soup kitchen and basically, you know, ra- ate all their food. You know, lovely image there. And then there, I guess they were dancing on the tomb of their unknown soul on the unknown soldier. I didn't know they had Canadians had an unknown soldier, but they were dancing on the on the tomb of that. Uh, really, seriously, I you know I don't know if that's true or not. Of it, if that's a, is actually true, that's pretty bad. I mean, that is just unbelievable. And I guess they were waving a Nazi flag around in, the, you know, in, the, in Ottawa and stuff like that. And, but, you know, those are the few bad apples, and I'm sure there's some really genuine people who are protesting for legitimate reasons. And the bad apples always make the good ones, well, it makes everybody look bad. Um, so, I don't know. I'd really like to talk to somebody who actually organized this thing. But I haven't seen a central person that's actually in charge, so I don't know. They probably wouldn't talk to me anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. There'll be there's more news articles on this one. So let's get on with it. JB Hunt to acquire two hundred and seventy five North Carolina carrier uh two hundred and seventy five truck North Carolina carrier for eighty seven million. On uh, last Monday, JB Hunt Transport Services announced plans to expand its final mile service segment by acquiring Conover North Carolina headquartered trucking company. JB Hunt has entered an agreement to acquire Zenith Freight Lines for approximately $87 million, the company said in a press release. Yeah, I can't edit up on the phone. Anyway, Zenith uh, Freight Lines has wholly uh, owned subsidiary of Bassett Furniture uh, for nearly 50 years. I don't know them. Zenith posted revenue of $87 million in the fiscal year ending November 2021 with a uh, Bassett representing one-third of its business. So Zenith Freight Lines operates 275 trucks and employs 268 drivers, according to the FMCSA's Safer website. We're excited to welcome the employees and customers of Zenith to J.B. Hunt. Uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Last those drivers over at Zenith Transport in them. About a month or so, I guess. So, yeah, you can tell the difference here. Doesn't the sound quality? It's not as good. Also, they can't edit as well. It's, well I don't know. Well, it's going to have to zip through this. Uh, let's see here. 
Order hasn't seen any sign of change in traffic since mandate. So, I guess there's that. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, what a nightmare up there in Ottawa, huh? Yeah, if you live in Ottawa, you're going to be living through just hell. And, of course, we just had the big snowstorm that came across the U.S. You see, I'm stalling because I'm trying to get to these news articles. We had these big uh, snowstorms that went across. So, that hasn't been good. Uh, oh, yes, I'm still stalling. All right, I-70 near Colorado or Columbia at a standstill due to crash. This is a little while ago. Pretty bad crash, looks like, too. Uh, Missouri Transportation Authorities report major delays in the Columbia area. Oh, did I say Colorado? Shit. I-70 near Columbia at a standstill due to crash. See, I would have fixed that if I was on the computer, but because I'm here on the iPhone, ask her it. Anyway, Missouri Transportation Authorities report major delays on I-70 in the Columbia area due to crash and trucks having trouble climbing hills. A multi-vehicle crash occurred around 11 a.m. on Wednesday in westbound I-70 at mile marker 124. So, I don't know. Around 12.30 p.m., the Missouri Department of Transportation reported that one lane of westbound I-70 had reopened. The stall truck has also been reported. You know, it looks like they were backed up pretty good. Y'all ever heard of putting on a chain or two? You know, it says here, The Missouri Department of Public Safety reports further delays along I-70 in the Columbia area caused by tractor trailers having troubles on hills after the area saw three to four inches of snowfall. Seriously, three to four inches and y'all got stuck? Throw a chain on them tires. Seriously, I mean, that's really all it takes. Throw a chain, you would be fine. It ain't fun throwing chain, but you can do it. You know, just ain't going to be no fun. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Trucker dash cam captures attempted robbery. Oh, I think I heard about this one. I went through these earlier and I lost it all. In this dash cam clip, some would-be thieves attempt to rob a truck driver on a single-lane bridge in Chile. but get more than what they bargained for. Well, let's watch the video. Just look for Chili Truck Driver on Single Lane Bridge on YouTube, and you'll find it. So these guys on a single lane, looks like an overpass. They come to a stop right in front of the truck, and the driver just slams into the back of them because he knows what the hell's going on. He slams into the back of this little SUV, and he just shoves it out of the way. And these four turds thought they were going to rob him, but good luck with that one. Good for you, driver. Of course, you'd never do that in the U.S., but, uh, oh, my God, that is awesome. Good for you, driver. So they came to a stop in front of him, and he just slammed into him with his truck. Good for you. Way to go. You know what? I got to say I like this one. Not to say that I like that it happened, but anyway, just look for uh, trucker dash cam attempted robbery. It should pop right up. All right. Let's see if I can stall for you a few more minutes. I know it's terrible anyway. Oh, here's a bad one. I've seen this before, too. It really sucks. In fact, when I saw it, it was on I-7, no, I-80 right there by the Utah Port of Entry. The old the old scale going westbound in, uh, before, just as you're out to exit uh, Utah. You know, as you're exiting Wyoming going into Utah. It was right there. It was the Utah scale. It was, actually, I think it was in Wyoming, but it was the Utah scale. 
So a semi-truck got stuck facing the wrong direction on a highway in Wisconsin on Tuesday evening, causing traffic woes for travelers. The incident happened on February 2nd at Port Washington, Wisconsin, which is north of where I live. According to the Ozaki County News, deputies were called to the scene after a semi-truck headed southbound from Highway H on a northbound Interstate 43. The driver soon realized their mistake and attempted a U-turn, but was stuck in an oncom- by an- was struck by an oncoming pickup. The force of the collision disabled the pickup in the semi-truck and blocked both northbound lanes. Wow. It says the driver wasn't hurt, but he was issued a citation for reckless driving and operating on the wrong side of the highway. Wow, that's not good. That's pretty bad. Oh, that's really dumb. What he should have did. Once he, well, first off, he, you know, if you see the signs are shiny, you're obviously going the wrong way. What he should have did was just run the shoulder and then get to the next off-ramp thing, shoot up the off-ramp. Or on-ramp, I should say. That's what he should have did. And if it was a team, he should have had his co-driver like block traffic or something. I don't know. That's what I would have done. I don't know what else you can do, you know. Oh, let's see. It says over here, a truck driver gets a rude awakening thanks to another forgetting, forget, forgetful driver. Forgetful driver. In the in the clip, a driver's dash cam captures another truck driver hopping out of his rig, walking towards the filming truck. It takes a minute or two, but soon the truck starts rolling towards the filming rig, heading for a direct head-on collision. Oh, but it's slowing. So basically what happened, some guy was in a truck stop. He forgot to set his brakes. The truck rolled forward and rolled into another truck and woke up a driver. So look up sleeping driver woke up if you want to see that video. And then a nine semi-truck pileup reported on I-44 in Missouri. Nine's not too bad, I guess. Oh, this is terrible doing it on the iPhone. Missouri transportation officials are asking drivers to seek alternate routes due to multiple pileup on Tuesday morning. This is all cleared up, I know. The crash occurred at 9.30 a.m. on eastbound 44 at mile marker 227 near Sullivan, uh, Missouri. So I guess a bunch of trucks just got into it and ran off the road. and you know They don't say why. They didn't say how much snow. It looks like a pretty good amount of snow fell, but you know, they were probably going too fast for conditions. Even if they weren't, that's what the cops are going to say. Isn't that what they always say? Uh, as winter storm moves across U.S., ice becomes a big problem. Yeah, pretty much. That's a good headline. Yeah, ice is always a problem. Uh, let's see. Canadian trucker protests. There's a lot of these stories. An epic security failure or triumph of democratic freedom. I'll let you decide because I sure as hell don't know. Uh, Canadian trucker protests. U.S. to allow teen semi-drivers and test apprenticeship program. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, what's my feel on that? No, I don't know. Could be bad. Could be good. Oh, here's one. Let's see if I can do this. My arms get tired of holding the phone. All right, this one's kind of crazy. This happened in New Zealand, okay? So this is, this is uh, I don't know. This is from 2011, though. There are bad days, and then there, are, and then there are the I fell on my butt first on uh first onto an air hose, and now I'm inflating like a balloon days. In 2011, a trucker from New Zealand experienced the latter. On May 21st, 2011, Stephen McCormick fell 
between the cab of his truck and the trailer behind it and onto an air hose, breaking it. The nozzle entered his butt, buttocks, and continued to pump air at a rate of 100 pounds per square inch. Wow, that's not good. I felt the rush of air into my body, and I felt like it was going to implode from my foot. And then forty-eight-year-old, uh, the 48-year-old told uh, the news, I was blown up like a football. It felt like I had to bend, like and dive, and I had no choice but to just lay there, blown up like a balloon. Now, keep in mind, he fell on the airline, and the airline got shoved up his ass somehow. Why would this happen? I have no idea. It's New Zealand. What are they into? I don't know. Anyway, his colleagues heard his distress and turned off the hose before laying him on his side, helping him to breathe. Unfortunately, by that point, the compressed air had separated much of his fat from his muscles, causing an excruciating recovery in the nearby hospital in Wakatan. Wow. The doctors informed him that they were surprised that all the air had not broken his skin, given the damage that had been done to his body. His neck and head were swollen, and his lungs required draining while he was in intensive care. Recovering in hospital, he described his skin as feeling like a pork roast, with cracking on the outside and soft, squishy pork underneath. The doctors told him he was lucky to be alive and praised his colleagues who moved him onto his side to help him breathe. He made a full recovery, having slowly deflated in hospital. Yeah, you hear me. While he slowly deflated in the hospital, while the medical team tended to his excessive injuries. Then there's a picture of the guy. Doesn't look too bad. He's in the hospital. It says, uh, 2011 in New Zealand, trucker Stephen McCormick fell on a high-pressure valve, which lodged in his butt and inflated him to twice his size. The guy gained nearly twice his size, okay? And uh, nearly killing him. He did survive, but it took three full days to burp and fart out the the excess air. All right, that's your weird fact of trucking for the week. You know what? I don't think we're ever going to do weird trucking facts of the week ever again. That's a little too much. You imagine that? You're sitting there. and you, Let me switch hands. You're sitting there, and you have to fart for three days and burp for three days to get back to normal. That's insane. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what that poor guy went through. Un- unbelievable. All right, let's see. Best dash cams for truckers. Let's see what they say. There's always one of these best lists somewhere. Trying to do this one-handed. Let's see. I What I use is the Gecko Orbit 960. Uh, it works best for me. I don't know if there's better ones. I don't know. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? What do we got? The best dash cam for truckers in 2021 or 2020 is the one that best suits your needs. Well, of course, with the dash cam, truckers can provide, you know, da 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 da. Uh, best dash cam for truckers, Reddit. The preview D70 is our pick for best rear view mirror dash cam. Well, we don't need rear view dash cam. Oh, I guess it hooks up on your rear view mirror. Uh, the best cash. Oh, this is all for 2020. In the article, it says, the headline, it says 2022, but it does not. Oh, this is stupid. You know what? I don't know. I'm not even going to continue with this thread. You know, I'm not going to erase it either. (sighs) Bear with me. All right. Ford may add an escape room feature on the Mustang Mach-E. I didn't get a chance to read this one yet. 
I can't even imagine how that would work. Uh, it says, implementing a new technology in vehicles has been a constant process in their evolution. These days, seeing a car with a built-in CD player is considered ancient. Now Ford has announced a new feature that would allow you to transform a Mustang Mach-E into its own escape room. Just like the real interactive puzzle games, this feature will give players cues and instructions to complete a mission they've been assigned. This includes searching for letters and numbers found throughout the vehicle, as well as giving the game some control over the vehicle, like the air conditioning speakers and electric seats to boost the playability of the game. The escape room concept is still in its beginning stages, but you can just watch a sample of what players would be in for the video above. By utilizing a touchscreen, you know, this is insane. Uh, as an added feature, measures players can exit the vehicle anytime without forfeiting the game. Plus, if the electric version of the car is in motion, the game control is speakers or heating system. Oh, cannot control the speakers or heating system. Hmm, I thought this was going to be something different. Like you were going to lock up your doors or something, you were getting attacked. No, so basically what it is is Ford, I don't even know why they do this, but Ford is implementing, uh, <coughs> oh, sorry about the cough. Ford is adding an escape room, like, you know, the escape rooms, and you got to go through all the puzzles to try to figure out, and you're sitting in your car. You know, I honestly can't think of anything more frustrating than the fact that your car won't let you get out. This is the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard. Well, not the stupidest thing, but pretty damn close. Pretty close, anyway. All right, we're almost done with the news, so bear with me. Uh, new buildings. More stories of the same. Uh, FMSCA suspended some of the hours because of the winter storm. Probably things they need. Mm. Oh, trucker helps authorities locate subject of a silver alert. That's cool. By the way, we're still, you know, be on the lookout for people transporting people and things like that. It's not cool. Uh, no one else is here. I know, right? These long pauses are just insane, aren't they? And they're highly terrible. Uh, Justin Trudeau says he will not send military to end trucker anti-vax protest. Yeah, that's a good thing. We like that. We think they can work it out somehow. Barry, oh, here's that article. Barrier GoFundMe shuts $10 million campaign for a trucker convoy down. They collected $10 million. You know what? If you're going to collect $10 million, somebody's going to be pissed. But I suspect that, yeah, they've been wanting to get rid of Trudeau for a while, so I suspect some of the people who were funding this were, you know, some of his opponents because they want to make him look bad, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, and then the Canadian anti-vax trucker siege hit with a multi-million dollar lawsuit. I think that's from the residents. Residents complain of constant air horn blasts, harassment, assault by truckers opposed to COVID-19 vaccines. This is the siege, said the Ottawa police. Yeah, like I said, good eggs, bad eggs. A group of fed-up Canadians has filed a $9.8 million class action lawsuit against a mob of anti-vaccine truckers who have packed downtown Ottawa for a week, blasting the ear-piercing air horns of their vehicles day and night. Yeah, I could see where that would piss somebody off. No, I wouldn't like it either. 
The Road Drivers Freedom Convoy began as a protest against the requirement that all truckers crossing the border to or from the unit must be vaccinated against COVID-19. The use of the air horns for up to 16 hours in a 24-hour period is a key tactic of the protest and one intended to cause psychological distress and discomfort according to the complaint filed. Yeah, get on your nerves. I can see that. For the 6,000 residents in the Crate Centertown neighborhood of Ottawa and the immediate vicinity of the protest, the nonstop blaring horns has caused unbearable torment in the sanctity of their homes. Yeah, you think? I'd be pissed off too, right? Wouldn't you? So, I don't know. They call it a siege, whatever it is. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that bears out. I'm all for protesting, but not at the expense of others. You know what I mean? Oh, good. Is that all the news? I kind of trimmed it down because, well, I had to. You know, I lost all my stuff. When I do it this way, it's too too much. Okay, enough of that nonsense. I'll probably screw this up when I unload it. So here's what's going on. We're up to 155 subscribers on the YouTube channel, which I'm just having fun with. I'm still working on the the uh, the Wisconsin the was it Greenfield? I'm working on one show. I can't remember where it was at. It's not West Dallas. Maybe it was West Dallas. I'm still working on the West Dallas car show. That one was huge. Oh, my God. It's like 600 photos. But I got to through, trim them up, clean them up, process. Almost done. It's taking me forever. Then we got World of Wheels coming up, which is, look up World of Wheels, Milwaukee. It's a big event. They expect, like, I think they said, like, 1,200 cars or something. 1,000 cars, whatever it is. I'll definitely be going to that. See a guy with a bunch of camera gear, and he's next to a yellow tea bucket. That's me. Stop me. Five, first five people to stop me, I'll buy you lunch. How does that sound? If anybody even made it this far, because the the popping and the noises and the truck sound, it's this one's got to be horrible. Anyway, the first five people, you see me at World of Wheels. I'll be there all three days. Uh, they're picking up my car on Friday, Thursday, taking it there. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'll be there for all three days. I'm trying to get all the photos of all the cars. Now, I may even go to the one in Chicago, but not with my car. Just. Just the one in Milwaukee because it's not too far from where I live. Then I just made Auto Motion. Auto Motion is May 20th. Was it? No, 21st and 22nd in May this year in Wisconsin Dells. Now that one's going to be huge. It's going to be well over 1,200 cars. Well, I tried to get in last year and there's only two ways to get into the Dells basically. And I was like, screw this. I got back in the car and left. I couldn't even get off. I couldn't make it a block. It took me about half an hour to get to the end of the block to turn around. It was a nightmare. So that's going on. And, of course, we're trying. To, we're still going to try to do Wapon, which is, I'll have to look up the dates for that one. That was really exciting. I love that one. You can see that one over at the parade over on the YouTube channel. Uh, hopefully, we can get Amber again this year to, you know, videotape that one. That would be awesome. And because uh, she did such a great job. You know, why break the, she did, you know what, that video that Amber did, I got more likes and more views, hours than any other one I did. And I didn't even shoot it. Amber did. <laughs> so, so, so why change what works, right? If we can get Amber again or her parents let us borrow her, then uh, we'll put her to work, her and her sister. They can, uh, or sisters. Because uh, I don't want one kid just walking around with a camera. I'd prefer it if they were together. And the reason why I say that is because when you're 
when you're taping or filming, you tend to be looking through the viewfinder and you're not paying attention to what's in your what's around you. So it's not a bad idea to have somebody with you to spot you or stop you from walking into things or because I bump into stuff all the time just for that reason. So hopefully we'll get that. And of course, we're going to try to get Iowa 80. Iowa 80s, uh, it's always a destination. If I don't make it, it's not a big deal, but it's not that far from me, and I still like to go. I really like that show. So those are the things we're going to try to do this year. I already made the reservations for the for the uh, like the Wisconsin Dells. Wisconsin Dells is basically the whole town is a tourist trap. It's like stepping back into the 50s. It's insane. If you ever get a chance, you want to go to a water park, you just want to see tourist trap or whatever go to wisconsin dells and it's kind of cool because the whole area is carved by glaciers that cut through thousands of years ago so the river has just got this really neat thing and they got those ducks you know and it's a good place to see like bald eagles there's a lot of bald eagles in that area so it's pretty exciting so those are the things we're going to try to do we're going to try to maybe we'll talk to some people we'll do a little audio thing but we're definitely going to be doing video. We're going to be taking photos. We're going to be putting that up on the YouTube channel. So we're going to try to do that. Then what else are we going to do? Oh, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy, Alan Mordock. Alan Mordock and his family, what they do is they transport animals in their van. So what they'll do is, let's say, some bunch of animals are in an area or need to transfer from one shelter to another. They'll do it. They'll go across the country. They do important work. Uh, shout-out to you, Alan. Alan's a buddy of mine. You'll find him on, uh, if you're interested, you want to hear more of his story, he's on uh, Big Trucks and Hot Rods Facebook page. But I'm telling you, I run that sometimes. I'm one of the people that run that. And if you want to join the Big Trucks and Hot Rods page on Facebook, you got to answer that. It's like three questions. You know, what's your favorite car? What's your favorite car you've ever owned? Uh, you know, no politics. Those are the. Th I think those are the three rules, something like that. If you don't answer all three questions, we just we just delete the the, the thing because most of the time it's a bot. It's not a human being. If they don't answer the questions, it's a bot. And it's a small group. There's only like 225 people in it, I guess. It's not very many. But we're growing slowly and we're getting there, so that's the way it is. So that's all I got. Hopefully this will upload. Maybe it won't. Either way, I'll try to do this more at the computer. And leave me a note, 414-666-1926. That's 414-666-1926. And uh, leave me a message. Tell me how bad this was. Because I know this one's going to be bad. Because, like I said, I'm in the idling truck. I'm tired, which doesn't help. And I'm, you know, a lot of noise around me, so... No big deal. And I and also I didn't have my script written out. I was you know, I usually got it on I got a two monitor set up on the computer and I could read everything off the second monitor while I'm running the recording software and I can't do that here. I'm doing everything on the iPhone. One hand holding the microphone, one hand messing with the iPhone. It wasn't easy, but it was doable and there was some long pauses that I hate. And I'm sure you hated them too, and uh, there was a cough. That was the worst. And then, of course, the mouth clicking and all that other stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Just call me and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what you said. Because when you're the one who makes the mistake, you don't always see it or hear it. So, other than that being said, I think I'm out of here. And I'm going to try to send this off. Have a beautiful day. And look for those new videos coming up soon. Like I said, 
Uh, World of Wheels is February 27th, something like that. You know, just go to World of Wheels, Milwaukee, and you'll see the dates. I'll be there. Remember, first five people that see me, we're going to lunch. All right. Talk to you later. Peace out.